when you multiply the skills of sales and marketing, of influence, of copywriting, with the traits of consistency, focus, and discipline, you now have the ability to print money. Welcome to the Bedros Coolian Show. What's the difference between me and you? Me and you? Me and you? Back when Q was rolling with Lorenzo and a Benzo, I was banging with a gang of instrumentals. Hey, what's happening, friends? Welcome to the Bedros Coolian Show. I'm Bedros Coolian, and today we're going to talk about the three millionaire success traits that you might want to develop if you really want to have an awesome, successful life and be able to build multi-million dollar companies like I have, or to be able to build an amazing body, mind, relationship, impact, or influence over communities and people and society. But before we get to talking about that, guys, I want to first and foremost thank you for helping me grow the YouTube channel at a breakneck speed at the current state. We are adding 1,000 new subscribers to YouTube, thanks to you. But as it turns out, over 70% of you guys watching these uh, videos on YouTube are not even subscribed to the channel. So do me a favor and subscribe now. And if you're on the podcast platforms like iTunes and Spotify and all the other platforms, thank you so much for listening. Feel free to join us uh, on YouTube as well. And if you do subscribe and like and share, I promise you that I will never promote any bullshit products ever, ever. I will never take payment and promote shit on this show. This is all about us adding value to each other's lives. If I'm going to promote anything, like I've always said, it's going to be my companies that I uh, own and know that you are getting the quality products and services, whether it's my Fit Body Bootcamp franchise, my coaching service, Truline Supplements, Fuel Hunt Apparel line, whatever. But we're not here for any of that either. We are here to talk about the three millionaire success traits. And the three millionaire success traits I'm going to get to in a moment. And these are very powerful and you're going to want to develop them because they will literally transform your life. Like if you're wondering how transformational are they, Bedros, let me tell you. I was able to, with the skills that I had, I was able to build a multiple six-figure business, right? To build the $200 million a year empire and organization that I've built has been on these specific three traits that I'm gonna share with you. But before I share that with you, um, you guys seem to like the stories that I share from when I was younger, dumber. Um, and so I'm gonna share something with you here. So y'all know that I worked at Disneyland at some point, right? I worked at Disneyland, um, gosh, I was probably 18 years old, maybe seven, no, yeah, 18 years old to about 24, 25 years old, I worked at Disneyland. and maybe 24 years old. And so uh, when I worked there, I worked at Carnation Cafe. That's right on Main Street. And it was like the sit-down restaurant. And when Carnation Cafe is popping off, like it is popping off. The reason is when I worked there, <clears throat> it was the 90s, the late 90s. And that's when the Main Street electrical parade was all the rage, right? Like tens of thousands of people would line up on, on Main Street USA in Disneyland and they'd They'd, they'd sit there waiting for the parade to come by. And of course, as you can imagine, they're hungry, they're thirsty. So Carnation Cafe is right there on Main Street. Carnation Cafe for that two hour block becomes literally the busiest restaurant on planet Earth. Uh, true, true story, known fact. So with that in mind, yours truly, I was a busboy. And uh, now there's a lot of great bus boys that we had at Carnation Cafe. And if you don't know, if you've ever worked at a restaurant, I'm gonna tell you right now, the busman, 
as we like to be called, not bus boys. The busmen, even though my pay stub said bus boy, I bet now in the, you know, what are we, 2023? Nowadays, I'm sure they've changed that to bus person um, because you might be gender neutral fluid. And if you've transitioned into a transvestite and came back around as a lesbian, gay, homosexual, who's heterosexually straight, then at, at that point, you would be a bus person. Do you understand that, right? And so understand that your paycheck stub at the bottom, right before they show where they take out your taxes, would say bus person. And with that in mind, <clears throat> let's keep going with bus men, because that was my generation, motherfucker. And uh, myself and Chanta, Caesar, man, fucking awesome bus men. Like, that place closes down at midnight. And y'all got to remember, in the summer times at Disneyland, 85 to 90,000 people in attendance. Like, it is the size of a decent-sized city, right, at Disneyland. And so when midnight would come and the park would close down, Carnation Cafe closes down, and it is the busman's job to make sure that we kind of prep the restaurant, clean everything up from kitchen to the front of the house, to the back of the house, to the fountain, um, the ice cream fountain area. Everything has to be ready for the next morning when they open up. Now, as I was starting to tell you, the busmen are like the mafia because we control the pace of the restaurant. If you're a server, you're a host or a hostess, you're the kitchen, <clears throat> if you're a server and you're assholes to the bus boys, busmen, you are not gonna have your tables cleaned and therefore you're not gonna get new guests sitting at your tables and therefore you are not going to make more tips. And so we would like, if somebody was an asshole to us, like a server, we would actively not clean their tables and just leave them dirty for as long as possible until we got yelled at and then maybe clean one table and we would you know, control their income, throttle their income. I know it was stupid, but that's what we did because that's what we did. Um, and then of course, when the kitchen, like the dinner cook was an asshole to us, we would just um, delay the pots and pans coming back out into the kitchen, which means they can put food out and the server would yell at them and so you could see how the bus men controlled everything like the mob in a restaurant and so but one day when i was closing and remember if the park closes at midnight the restaurant um takes about an hour and a half two hours for three uh bus men to clean up and it takes an hour and a half for three of us to clean up and so i'd get home by 2 a.m and um one day i'm working with this dude named tommy and I forget the other guy's name, but they were not the equivalent of Caesar and Chanta and my other homies who were like fast, high-speed busmen. Like, let me tell you, if there was busmen Olympics, because there's bus tubs, right, that we would carry in the little fucking stand, we'd go to a table, we put the uh, plates in there and, and cups, we stack the cups, and then we use the plates to build up the wall of the bus tub even higher so we could like bus five or six tables before we carry that thing back to the DMO room. DMO stands for dish machine operator. Uh, like that is the head, like the mafia boss of the bus boys, right? Um, and he's just in there washing dishes and shit, doing his thing, hot water and steam. You walk in there, it's like fucking Darth Vader. And uh, so homeboy Tommy, he was not efficient. He was not fast. He would clean one table at a time. In fact, Tommy was known one time for getting written up for putting down his bus tub and his bus stand right there, like in the middle of the restaurant where the guests are at Disneyland. And he sat down and he started eating 
some other people's unfinished food. Like they had left and he started eating their unfinished food. It's like, what the fuck are you doing, Tommy? So he was a couple sandwiches short of a picnic. And the other cat, he was slow too. So now, as you can imagine, they're bringing one bus tub in at a time. I'm in the DMO room, dish machine room, doing my thing, uh, trying to get out of there. And these motherfuckers are coming in super slow, like one bus tub at a time. So I realize now, if there's going to be any hope of us getting out of here, it's going to have to be on me. Otherwise, we're leaving here at 4 a.m. So if you can picture an aerial view of Disneyland, there's the Jungle Cruise. The Jungle Cruise River, where the Jungle Cruise boats park, are right behind Carnation Cafe. So when the cast members, the employees, when we walk out the back door of Carnation Cafe, it's like an alley. There's like a river where Jungle Cruise boats park back to back. As it turns out, I did not know this, they are on a track, which explains why the captain who's driving it can like talk to you and have a good time and spin the wheel, but the boat still continues to go where it's supposed to go. Long and short of it, I realized, all right, if we need to get out of here on time, because I got shit to do at 2 a.m., don't ask me what, that's a story for a very different day, but there was a hotel and there might've been somebody waiting for me. And, um, and I knew at the pace we were going, we're gonna get out of there at 4 a.m., so I started taking bus tubs, out the back door and dumping it into the Jungle Cruise River. Bus tubs, pots, pans, ladles, everything. Six pans. If you know anything about restaurants, you know six pans are fucking thick, thick. So whatever, I'm like dumping all that shit. Every time these fools are out there busting tables, I'm not only washing, but I'm dumping four, five, six bus tubs into the Jungle Cruise River. Now keep in mind that river is dark and murky because it's supposed to be the Amazon, right? They put food coloring or whatever the fuck they put in so you can't see shit. And I'm thinking, whatever, next morning, no one's gonna know. I show up the next morning because I happen to have an opening shift and they got divers, like straight up fucking scuba tanks and divers coming out, pulling out pots and pans and ladles and spoons. And I'm like, what happened? I'm, they go, well, as soon as the captains there, the, those boats went to move the first boat to start operating, they, uh, the boat got off track, jumped off track because there was a ladle on the track and it got off track and therefore it's stopped all these other boats. And so the Jungle Cruise is down until further notice. So you can imagine 80,000 people that have come from all over the world, right? And they're there, like one of their favorite rides, Jungle Cruise, Ed. They're gonna get on the book of Jungle Cruise and wanna see the hippos doing that thing, right? But I got it shut down, bro, because they got two divers digging out fucking pots and pans. They got headlights on. It was a ridiculous thing. Finally, they, got, they brought a crane to get the boat back on track. And this was by about 4 or 5 p.m., right when my shift was ending. And I was like, man, that's, that really sucks. Whoever did that is a fucking asshole. Needless to say, I never got caught. <clears throat> and there you go. So I think the statute of limitations have gone past now, and so I'm good to go. I, should, I don't think I'll get in trouble. So we're here, of course, 10 minutes now into this episode talking about Disneyland when really we're here to talk about the three millionaire success traits. But let this be a sign to you that you could be an absolute fuck up in your youth, in your 20s, and be an absolute baller in your 30s, 40s, and I'll be an even bigger baller in my 50s and 60s and beyond uh, because you need to adopt these millionaire success traits. So first of all, let's understand something. Like why do so many people who have talent and skills end up really failing to launch in life, right? We all know those people that are, man, you're like, man, they're so talented, they're so skilled, but yet they're not doing anything with their life. They're just like putzing through life, why? 
Well, I figured out why. See, skills are good. Like, let's say in business, because that's the world that I'm in right now. Skills are good to have, like marketing skills. Maybe you know how to drive traffic and leads. You know how to organize an opt-in page. You know how to do like upsells and all those things. Great. Marketing's great. You've got sales skills, right? Sales, influence, persuasion. You can get people to give you money in exchange for value. That's a great skill to have too. Copywriting is another great skill. You can have the ability to, to literally wordsmith a, a website and the words on that website can do the selling for you when you're sleeping at night, when you're out having a good time with your honey. And that means you have the skill of a great copywriter and maybe you're athletic or something, man, you have good sporting skills. You have good hand-eye coordination. Cool. You got the skill of that, but you're still not successful. Almost like, um, almost like you've got these God giving, given talents or skills, but you're just not launching and people always wonder why is this not happening with this person you might wonder that about yourself like i'm a great marketer i'm a great salesperson i'm a great copywriter hell i'm a great content creator i create content that has the ability to go viral however i haven't really done anything with it i'm a great networker but I, i'm still putzing along i'm broke I, nothing's happening why i'm going to tell you skills alone are a complete waste of time and effort because the skills without the traits that I'm going to share with you here are absolutely a waste of time. What traits do you need then? See, I will take someone who's got the traits that I'm going to talk to you about, which are consistency, focus, and discipline. When you multiply the skills of sales and marketing, of influence, of copywriting, with the traits of consistency, focus, and discipline, you now have the ability to print money, right? Think about this. Let's use this in a fitness uh, format. Let's say you just have like this perfect form. Like you go to the gym and you have mastered the perfect form for the squats. However, you are inconsistent, right? But if you were consistent and your body has the talent, you could be a world-class bodybuilder, powerlifter, athlete, but you are inconsistent. So that skill of doing a perfect squat or a perfect bench or having some awesome workouts every now and again, but not being consistent enough, focused enough, or disciplined enough to do it on a regular basis to actually yield the results is what stops you from the actual achievement of greatness, of success. Do you understand that? So then you might be thinking to yourself, how do I exactly develop consistency, focus, discipline, and why do I need it? Let's talk about that. Consistency. Why do we need that? Well, a simple fact is when you are consistent at something, the universe works with you to begin to multiply the outcome that you're after. For example, could you imagine if uh, I just haphazardly take my wife on dates just whenever, right? There's no consistency. Do you think she feels loved and, and seen and heard? Probably not. But for me, date nights are every Wednesday. Like the wife and I have date nights every Wednesday and those consistent date nights show and demonstrate to my wife that she is valued, that she is appreciated, that she is seen. And I, and I text her and I say, on a Tuesday and I say, I can't wait for date night tomorrow, right? Those things are very important in a relationship. If there is no consistency, if like one, one night your wife's telling you good night, the next night she just rolls over and falls asleep, and one, the next night she tells you she loves you, and the night after she just rolls over and falls asleep, and you're like, what the fuck, man? Like, is this relationship even valued, right? You don't feel valued if there's no consistency. 
Same thing applies in business. You begin to deepen the outcome, the results that you're after, whether it's money, whether it's influence, whether it's impact, whether it's market share, over time through consistency. And what about focus? Same with focus. Imagine this. If you are unfocused in business, then you are the person who starts a business, has a great idea, you get a logo, you start a corporation, and then, whoop, the idea fairy came, and now you're onto something new. You lost focus where, there, and you started something new. Now you started all over here again, only to lose focus one more time, and now you're doing something else. What about in your relationship? You lose focus in your relationship, your eyes start wondering, you're looking at some other chick, and all of a sudden, you see how this negatively impacts your relationship. You start feeling incongruent with the man that you are, if your eyes are wandering, you start feeling like you are a lesser man, that you're not a good role model to your, to your son or your daughter, right? And so if you are not focused on your relationship, remember, energy flows where focus goes. And if I want to focus on my health and fitness, then I have to, like if that's a priority to me, then I have to make it my, my center of focus. If I want to make a lot of money and have generational wealth and financial freedom, I have to make it my focus. There are certain things in life, like in the project, we have our four pillars. The four pillars of focus are faith, family, fitness, and finances. If we're focused on those four things and consistently working on those four things, we have a life of fulfillment right? The fourth or the fifth F-bomb. And so understand that focus is very paramount. And finally, discipline. See, oftentimes, imagine this, if, if you're like, well, I'm only going to do my best marketing if I'm uh, motivated. I'm going to do my best sales calls if I'm motivated. I'm going to go and work out like a beast, but only if I'm motivated. But if I didn't sleep well, if it's raining, if it's cold, if I got indigestion, if I had a nightmare, if I just woke up on the wrong side of bed because I'm a little fucking baby bitch, then I'm not gonna go work a work out. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna dog it. Listen, you can't just do the things that you want to do when you're motivated or when things are going in your favor. You have to do these things, even when you're not motivated, even when you're tired, even when you're exhausted, even when it's cold, even when it's snowing, even when it's raining, even if you had a nightmare, and even if your sad little baby boy ass woke up on the wrong side of bed, which happens to me often. I wake up bitter and angry some days, but I'm not looking for motivation because I have discipline. No matter what happens, I will still do the things I'm going to do to create the outcome that I'm focused on and that I consistently work towards. Do you understand that? The skills are just the things that I use to get there. But I was telling someone just the other day, I said, hey, look, you give me a, let's say, uh, let's say I'm gonna hire a marketer and a salesperson. And you're like, hey man, both of these skills have the skill set of a 10. He's a level 10 marketer, she's a level 10 salesperson. Cool. I'm gonna go, what are, what are their traits? Do they have the traits of focus? Do they have the traits of consistency to stick with it? Do they have the traits of discipline to do it even when they don't feel like it? Well, uh, no, they kind of rank like a four or a five in the traits. Then I will take a marketer and a salesperson who's like a six or a seven, if they have the traits of consistency, focus, and discipline, because I can teach them the skills, right? But if they can come to me factory installed with the traits of consistency, focus, and discipline, then I'll take it. So now you're probably thinking, wait a minute, B, does this mean that 
these traits were born with, were factory installed? No. Some people might have just a little bit more focus or consistency or discipline than the next person, but make no mistake about it, just like a skill, traits can be nurtured and developed as well. And if you're wondering how then do I develop my traits so that I can multiply my income, impact, influence, my relationship, my health, fitness, mindset, here's how you develop these three traits. You do something hard for a period of time that has an outcome. Now, if you guys have been listening and watching uh, my, to my podcast, my show long enough, you know that I will do a couple of six-week challenges every year. This started back in 2010. So 13 years ago, I did my first six-week challenge. And the way that started is because I remember telling myself, I'm not a runner. I'm not made to run. I'm not a good runner. God's lift made me to lift weights and, and, and to be jacked, right? And so I would always say that. And so I kind of put myself in this box of, I'm not a good fill in the blank. In that case, I was not a good runner. And one day I remember telling my wife, cause she was a marathon runner. Um, she would run nine marathons a year when we first met. And I was like, hey, one day I wanna run a marathon with you. And by the way, let me tell you about the rule of one day. Cause I get DMs all the time. Leighton, you're in my DMs, you see this all the time where people will DM me and they'll be like, Hey, one day I want to do the project. One day I want to, I want to come and, 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 and do some coaching and mentoring with you. One day I'm going to open up a Fit Body Bootcamp. Listen, never one day anything. And the reason is the universe does not have a definitive date for one day. I would rather you tell me in 2025 of June, I am going to do the project. I'd rather you put it two and a half years out. But know that June 2025 that you're going to do the project and then uh, April of 2026, you're going to do coaching with me or whatever. You're going to go see Europe. Don't, don't say one day I'm going to go see Europe with the family because then one day never comes. Before you know it, you're old and decrepit. You keep finding reasons to kick the can down the road because one day is not a date. So I always tell people who are in my DMs, I'm like, hey, don't say one day you're going to coach with me. One day you're going to go see Europe. One day you're going to start working out. Set a fucking date. If you can set a date, even if that date has to be so far out so that you can mentally prepare and work yourself up to a frenzy to do this thing and motivate yourself and inspire yourself and look yourself in the mirror and jump up and down and say, yay, I can do this, then set a fucking date so that the universe knows we've got a definitive timeline to go by. Do you understand that? I digress. So back to this. So I said, woman, I'm gonna run a marathon with you. When's your next marathon? She goes, as it happens to be six weeks out. I'm like, great, sign me up. She goes, you know, they have half marathons. Having never run before, not even a mile, you probably don't wanna run a full marathon. I'm like, sign me up for the full marathon. So it turns out I happened to know a running coach and I hired her and that running coach built out a six week training program for me, both with like actual running training and the nutrition and recovery piece. And that coach gave that to me and I stuck to it because I knew the marathon was gonna be on this date. It's six weeks away. So I have to be consistent. I've got no time to cheat. I can't say one day because there's a deadline. It's six weeks away on a particular Sunday. I'm running the, running the San Diego Rock and Roll Marathon. And because I had a deadline and an event and I made it a public announcement, right, to my friends and family that I'm gonna run this thing, I was able to stay consistent, focused, and disciplined to that training and, and 
eating and nutrition recovery program and ran that marathon. Since then, I've probably done, I don't know, 20, 30 different challenges, anywhere from jujitsu to MMA to rock climbing to surfing to guitar lessons to salsa dancing. The, the reason is I want to do all these things that I previously had told myself I'm not good at because I want to shrink that box that I'm not good at, make it so tiny that one day it's going to go boop and disappear. So how do you develop those millionaire success traits that will pour into every area of your life, your mindset, your health, fitness, relationship, and your money? Well, you need consistency, focus, and discipline. And the secret to developing that is to set yourself a target to do something that's difficult, that requires a high amount of focus, consistency, and discipline, because there's a deadline to it. And that is why I make my first challenge that I've ever done, my 26.2 challenge, the marathon challenge, free for you guys. So in the description box, if you're on YouTube, in the description box down below, you'll see the link to it. You can get the entire six-week training program that my coach had made for me, along with the nutrition and recovery program. And I went the extra mile and I made six weeks of mindset and motivation, audio and video for you as well. It's all free for you. And I want you to download that, or you can just go to bedrosecoolian.com forward slash challenge right? Because it's the marathon challenge, bedroskulian.com for those of you on Spotify and uh, iTunes, bedroskulian.com forward slash challenge and download it. And when you do, I want you to find a marathon in your community or within a state or two and sign up for it because now you have a definitive date. And now you can start using the training, the nutrition, and the mindset motivation that I gave you all for free to be able to work towards that marathon, but in the process, build your consistency, develop your focus and your discipline. All right, so links in the, in the description box if you're watching this on YouTube and if you're on the podcast platforms, bedroomscooling.com forward slash challenge. What I don't want you to do is to download it for free and then go one day I'm gonna do it because one day will never come. I want you to set a definitive date and then do it. And if you're like, hey, Bedros, there is no marathon near me anytime soon, cool. Jump in your car and drive from your house 13.1 miles, and then make a U-turn and drive back to your house, that's 26.2 miles. So wherever that 13.1 miles was, mark it, like a light pole or that Denny's or that fucking Jack in the Box or that strip club you like to go to, kidding. And that becomes your marathon there and back. And now you just wanna do it six weeks out, announce the goal on social media so that you have public accountability and watch how quickly you start building consistency, focus, and discipline, the three millionaire success habits that will amplify and force multiply the skills that you're so desperately trying to develop, thinking that if I just get these skills, I'll make more money. If I get these skills, I'll be more fit. You don't think you know how to eat right? You don't think you know how to work out right? Of course you do. The skills are available to you for free on YouTube. There's free nutrition programs and workout programs. Why are you still fat and floppy with gelatinous titties that I can milk? Because you don't have the trait of discipline to do it. You don't have the consistency and focus, goddammit, to do it. And I love you guys so much that I'm asking you, I'm begging you, I'm literally giving you a program that I had to pay for and develop for free. All I'm asking you is fucking do this thing. 
So description box for the marathon challenge. And of course, bedrestcooling.com forward slash challenge for that. Want to thank you so much for watching and listening to this episode. Thank you for sharing and subscribing, liking, commenting, and all that bullshit that y'all do that helps us grow the impact and influence that we are making on med and boys and women around the world. Yeah, believe it or not, women, if you look in the comment section of YouTube, all of a sudden, my following for the first time ever is growing um, by a, a little larger percentage of women. So ladies, welcome aboard. And everything we talk about here, not everything, most things we talk about here apply to you because you got two arms, two legs, and you're a human, and you're here for, uh, obviously, to live a life of purpose, a life of significance, to be able to make a lot of money, have influence and meaning. And, well, for that to happen, you got to get your shit dialed in, right? So, guys, thank you so much for watching and listening to this episode of Bedros Koulian's show. And I want you to remember that average is the enemy, that success is your responsibility, and everything can change for you in an instant when you decide to flip the switch. See you guys next time. What's the difference between me and you? Me and you, me and you. Back when Q was rolling with Lorenzo and a Benzo, I was banging with a gang of instrumentals.